to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. Well, 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 it is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It is another brand new episode of the Mark Order Podcast. Now, if you're wondering who is that sexy person talking, either just hearing it or seeing it, yes, it is not Anthony tonight hosting the show. It is me, Ryan. And I am joined by my partner, who's there every Saturday with me, Aging Joe. Hello, every Saturday is you doing, Joe? Uh, apparently, you know, first birthday party is more important than colliding. Eh, and I won't be around, so we'll figure out. And I'll be covering cult collision, so just follow the our socials for that. But uh, Joe and I have things, but those things do not preclude us from talking about dynamite and other AEW stuff. So should be no, a. I- Fun night ahead of us. I almost think, you know, since we're, you and I won't be on the Saturday show, it's almost like you get us not instead, but, you know, a little, um, to help maybe quench the thirst of not having us Saturday. Exactly. So for those who are like, man, I'm really going to miss Joe and Ryan on Saturday, you get us tonight, just the two of us. You know, it's, uh, it's Asian Ryan. Irish Joe. Ooh, I'm Irish. Uh, one time a year, according to my Twitter account. I just went with what my ancestors were. I mean, because you're American, so I can't say American Joe because that is who you are. So, literally, GI Joe. GI Joe, a real American hero. Knowing is half the battle. Are you so? so are you on vacation, Ryan? I am in vacation mode. Uh, for those who don't know, I am going on the the Jericho cruise, and I fly in a day early so that I, if my flight gets messed up, I can still make it. So I fly to Miami tomorrow, get on the cruise Friday, come back Tuesday. And did you splurge and get a, a room with a balcony? Always. Always. Because yeah. I'm going to sit out there, and I'm going to read a book. Mm-hmm. As you would on a wrestling cruise. Yes. See, first of all, I want to establish. Hi, SJ. SJ, one of one of the coolest people that follows us. I'm really happy she does. So, hi, SJ. Um. So yes, that's what you do on a wrestling cruise. Now, here's the this is the misconception that Ant has about a wrestling cruise, and this is what bothers me when he talks about. It, and I will yell at him next time. He assumes it's all wrestling all the time, and it's all talking wrestling, and it's not actually at all. It's a lot of crew, regular cruise activities of doing nothing. Reading on your balcony, eating, relaxing, having fun. Except when you go to the entertainment things, they're all set up to be something you love. So it's the entertainment's wrestling oriented, but that's all stuff I like. And the upside down pineapple, anything, nothing? I mean, I searched the cruise for it. I didn't find mm-hmm. any last year. I put a giant one on mine and someone spun it the other back to normal. So I guess they turned me down. 
Um, That's sending mixed signals. I don't know what that means. I think it was we're not interested. Mm. Which fair, maybe, fair. I mean, maybe the captain needs to be on cruise one of the time. Maybe that would help turn your luck around. Captain's banned. Mm. Not the, too bad. Uh, the uh, well, he's got his own ship, so it doesn't really matter. But so he's banned from other cruises, but he's got his own. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I want to say hello, Scott. And Mike Kills here is going to be on the cruise as well. I know that for a fact. Oh. So, Mike can attest that all you do is relax because that's all I want to do. And then when it's time to, again, you can watch wrestling matches, which is entertainment, or watch comedy that you'll enjoy, but it's all stuff you like instead of normal cruises where it's like you got to find stuff you like. Mm-hmm. Well, that is better weather. It's better weather than where you're at, I'm sure. Yeah. And I get to do nothing, and I enjoy doing nothing. You can do nothing more often. Not that bad. It's pretty fun. So, what are you going to be doing these next few days, Joseph? Other than the the birthday party, I, I think that's about it. I I live a pretty exciting life. Um, I do have a. I think I'm supposed to do a podcast with some friends of mine who have a different podcast than one. So I'm gonna I might jump on their podcast Saturday for a recording. You're not allowed to have other podcast friends. I'm sorry, I didn't see no, that in my really. contract. I mean, clearly we don't know what's in our contracts. And True. claims that he put a bunch of stuff in there. I don't even remember signing one. So. I'm Cody Rhodes in, in you know 2022. I'm working without a contract. Uh, in your handshake deal, my handshake deal. Then I'm yeah. I you know he he uh, he mistreats me. I'm just gonna walk out and go to the other company. I don't know who that is, but I'm gonna go there. So that's all I really got. Yeah. Um. So, let me think. See, I'm going to, just to differentiate myself from, from an ant show, I'm going to flip a little bit of the news and notes thing. Not all. Okay. But because we don't do Rampage and Collision anymore. Nope. Um, because you got to watch that on Saturdays for the Collider cast. Uh, we go right to Dynamite. But I figure, let me bring up a question of something major that happened this week. Ooh. Something happened this week in wrestling? Something, well, two major things, but I really only care about the one. Uh, okay. WWE has signed a deal with Netflix to air Raw starting in 2025 for a whole lot of money. Now, whether how, how much of an increase it is, there's debates because international rights come with it. So some people are saying it's not actually that big of a boost based on international rights. I don't care. It's still a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things. One, what are your thoughts on you know Raw being streaming? And two... What are your thoughts on the AEW aspect of this? Um, I guess it would be weird to have wrestling on a streaming platform like this. Since I'm, I mean, I've just been so used to Raw mostly being on you know cable TV. Um, but I feel like most people have Netflix anyway, or have someone else's Netflix account. So uh, I don't think that'll be a big big hindrance to it 
Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm curious how that will work, how the how what what happens with the the network on Peacock and you know those type of entities. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll learn more. I mean, we have a year to figure it out to to learn more about everything and see if they keep the show on Monday night like they are intending to so far. Um, but I think it also then to your second question is as far as what it means for AEW, I think it probably just opens the door for them to re-up with um, Turner. Yeah. Or Time Warner. So, yeah, I, I w- so that I'll, I'll start there. I would think that's, I mean, again, I am not an expert. I am not an insider. I'm not a scoopster. I am none of those things. I review, I tell you everyone that I just love wrestling. That's basically what I do on here week in and week out. But just from a common sense standpoint, Warner is going to make a play for the NBA rights, but I think they were going to make a play on for uh, for wrestling either way. So the big player, because it is W, is gone. Why not stick with the partner you're very happy with? Because they clearly are happy. I mean, AEW does anything Warner asks. Um, mm-hmm. There's never so. I got to believe this is, you know. Uh, this means AEW is going to re-up with Warner. And my my thing is, uh, now I'll, I'll pull this one up first. Uh, Mike Hill saying that Andrew Zarian, who's got a very good track record of this stuff, said about AEW, Warner was discussing a hybrid broadcast where it's live on cable and max, which is what they do for basketball. They might even do it for hockey. I don't know, but it's actually not a bad model. Uh, I was watching a show on Fightful Overbook today in the weeds with Jeremy and Joel where Zarian was on, and Zarian said something I didn't realize, which is that, um, actually, it might have even been, you know, uh, Sean, but on another show, but that the Nielsen ratings are now incorporated into the, like, Nielsen picks up the uh, the simulcast ratings of, like, if you do it on an app. Mm-hmm. So it only benefits them to, to, to do it. It doesn't hurt anyone. You get the same commercials, the same whatever. Uh, you know, if Raw is worth, now, Raw, well, again, it's Raw and... An inter- international right, so I don't know what that would mean for AEW. But if Raw is worth five hundred million a year, you would think Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, maybe the ROH library, uh, the full streaming library of AEW, and maybe the international has to be worth. A, you know, it, it give them the everyone says I think they need to get around like a like a one fifty bump or something like that. They need to make about two times what they're making. I think if Raw is getting five hundred, you can get the two million. I mean, the the, mm-hmm. the one the one hundred and fifty for your total package. Just my belief. I could be wrong, but I'm just thinking based on Raw brings in one point eight million. Uh, can range anywhere from like one point eight to two million, and and uh, AW ranges anywhere from eight fifty eight. Eight to to a million seems like that would be fair to me. Uh, I mean, I want to get to the next Netflix thing in a second, but it's good for wrestling that clearly networks want these this product. I mean, Netflix paid a boatload for it, and it and it listen. It, it was going to happen that it moved to streaming at some point because that's just the way the world's working. Um, but it, I, I do think now this opens the door for for AEW to get the deal that we all want them to get. Just so they stay on TV. That's all I care about. I don't. I mean, I'm not. Listen, I don't see a dime of it. So if they, if they, if AEW got 50 million a year and they were happy with it, then I'd be fine. I don't see a dime of any of it. But I just need them to uh, 
to make a to make enough to, to sustain the quality that we get. Um, now the Netflix thing is interesting because it's funny. SJ, I don't think SJ has SJ in here. Just doesn't have Netflix, but I do think. It, well, I will say Netflix did kind of bleed some subscribers for a while, and then it had stagnated. Um, but it is in a lot of homes. They are hoping. I guarantee they're hoping that this brings in. I don't know how many subscribers, but at least a number because people who watch Raw want to watch Raw. They're probably going to get Netflix. Um, but then the question becomes, does Netflix have to raise price when it's when it's paying for that much? You know, like Scott's saying it's going to cost us $50. Yeah. You know, will it? You know, that's a lot of money. Um, so you wonder... I don't think really interesting to see like how many what, what the bump is in subscriptions though i don't feel like it's going to be that dramatic of a bump uh, i feel like a lot of these people probably have again i feel like a, a lot of people probably have netflix already um i'm just obviously there are some who don't and some who cancel because you know the prices kept going up and i'm sure they'll go up again as you add more content like this so you know it'll probably cost in 20 30 bucks a month probably pretty soon so i hope that AEW can work something out where they can get their pay-per-views on max instead that'd be nice yeah i i, I think AEW is more likely to go into a total deal with their one like wwe has better bargaining power they have two shows that are smackdown is the bigger rating show now granted it's on fox so it, it gets the boost being on network but they have two giant shows they have the 40 year history well i mean longer than that but since it's been branded wwe it's like 40 years um 45 um they have you know the history they had the name recognition so sorry i got caught up in my own thought there uh <laughs> you know they they have oh they have the bargaining power to say like cw you take our nxt USA, you take our our SmackDown, and Netflix, you take our Raw. AEW doesn't have all that. I would think they would probably maximize their value by bundling and saying, you get all of this. So mm -hmm. I could be wrong, uh, but I think, you know, that's probably, and I think it, it makes them more appealing to uh, a network to be bundled. So, you know, if you're if you're a um, warner you're saying well if i get AEW, i get all this extra i don't want just dynamite i want the extra because i can cross promote i can put things there i have reasons for people to come get max i have more of my max library that you know they actually shed a lot on the max library but i'm sure they'd want to bring other stuff on there as part of like the bigger deal um it's a whole thing so it's very interesting i'm curious to see how it wor live works on netflix it is not known as a live platform. I know they did like Chris Rock's comedy special live on there, but I'm just very curious to see how they hold up because they're not like um, Amazon, at least now, has done live. Uh, mm -hmm. Peacock has done live. Uh, Warner Max has done live. Netflix is the only one who hasn't done a lot. I mean, they've done a couple, but hasn't done like a lot of live. Mm -hmm. So it'll be very interesting, but this is also, I think, um, the 
the guarantee. Oh, I do want to say this before I get to it. There's no guarantee Raw stays on Monday nights. I agree with that, but I I do think it does. It doesn't. There is. It serves. I don't even want to say this. It doesn't. There's no serves no purpose for Netflix to take it off Monday nights. They have nothing. It's not like they have a competing schedule. They, it'll be the only live thing they offer. I know Mondays has football and all, but you have such a built-in it's brand uh, recognition. I mean, it started and and it's become a habit. And one thing you don't want to do as when you're this isn't. I don't need to know TV for this. I know this from when you're selling things or doing anything. Um, if your customers come to you because it's almost a habitual, you don't want to break that habit. Mm-hmm. So you're already kind of breaking it because they have to switch from USA to Netflix. What you really don't want them to do is switch from USA to Netflix and then switch to like Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Because now you're saying, really find us and really change the life that you're they're used to. So I could be wrong. Again, I'm not... I'm not a TV executive. I just know that from like the sales end of thing that I've done in my life. That if, if you told me my customers come in every Monday at six o'clock for this item and I stop selling it at six o'clock, I would be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Even if I moved my stores, I'd still say they know where, like I'd say where to find me. They don't need to know when, they just know where. Um, Imagine if they moved to a different day and just like, the whole Monday Night War thing. What was it about? Now we, we won the Monday Night War. Now we're going to move finally to a different day. Yeah. I mean, that's so I, I you know, we'll see. It, it's like this is the, the new, this is the new world. This is where media is going. Um, uh, I forget who, I would love, wish I had saved the chart, but I wasn't, I was just scrolling, not really in save mode of, of stuff. And I saw someone, um, post like a like a user thing like a active user and you could see tv going down on netflix was coming up and the others were coming up they were settling but the, but tv was just going down it's like there is a it's unfortunately this is the way it goes um not a huge fan of it i don't think it's it's the greatest thing for consumers because it's kind of become like cable now where you have to have seven different services all charging insane amounts to get uh, worse than cable. Cause at least cable housed it all. Mm-hmm. I bought a cable package, but I just needed one cable box. I didn't have to, I could just flip. Yeah. Um, the only difference is now you can go month by month and you don't have to sign a 12 yeah. year long contract or two year contract. I mean, I was really but, so you had to do that anyway, but, I will say this to Scott George, and we'll move on in a second. Netflix is crying poverty every other day. I truly don't understand Netflix's business model in terms of how they stay around when you look at their their quote-unquote recorded losses. Um, they're in debt. They apparently record losses. But I also think – I have ne- listen, I've never looked at their, their year-end reports, so I don't want to pretend I know what I'm talking about. I've only seen brief flashes. You can get pretty clever in that stuff. Um you know, you, you you can uh you can get clever. Let's just leave it at that. Um so yeah, it'd be interesting, but I do think this this leaves the door now for uh a you know AEW and the Warner deal. I'm just glad it's it 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 stops the the one it'll stop rate stop raw ratings discourse, which is wonderful because I'm sick of that. <laughs> Two, it'll stop the whole well WWE is gonna take Warner from AEW. 
and I didn't care if WWE did because I thought AEW would find somewhere else no matter what. But it's just like I'm I'm so sick of those conversations. I don't care. I just want them all to, to be someplace. Mm-hmm. Uh my caring is as a consumer, not as like you know, a business person or anything. I don't again, I don't like a dime. If you told me I got paid, I'd care a hell of a lot more. Um but, it, but like I said, it is interesting and, and I hope I kind of hope it's Warner still because they 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 built a good relationship so it'd be nice to continue mm-hmm. and i think warner i think they each have need of each other i think aw needs a, a company that's you know wants a lot of different stuff and i think warner needs someone like aew who who won't necessarily try to be like hey we're the big show here <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. um and then it's interesting one like, WWE's like all their shows now will be on so many different networks with like, you know, SmackDown on USA, NXT on CW, and then you have Raw on Netflix. Um, it's interesting to see how that all, what kind of corporate synergy they'll have to try to like, you know, take NXT people and say, all right, now go watch them on USA or Netflix and follow their, follow them when they get you know, moved up to the roster. So here's the, well, so here's the the question. That I'll, I'll pose will be my last one. And it is a question that I, I actually would have if AEW were to split up its networks. You, I remember when WWE first split up and it went like make because SmackDown was separate, but it was always just on like secondary channels. And it was a, it was a basically a recap show a lot of times um, when they really established it back on Fox. I remember the conversation being that. They had a hard brand split, and Fox wanted certain people on their show, and they demanded it. And they didn't like the idea of that person constantly being on the other show at first. Now I think it's kind of switched a little bit where they're a little more lenient. But I'm wondering, like you just said, how do how does this impact it? Like if you're CW, well, not CW doesn't, but but if well, actually though, if you're if you're USA, do you want CW getting a SmackDown wrestler on on uh, NXT any week? Like, hey, that guy should be on TV. Now, the argument could be that this guy isn't going to be wrestling on TV, so who cares or doesn't impact the product. But I do wonder how the three networks are going to handle it. Or maybe they won't. Maybe they'll have what I think would be the common sense thing, which is it doesn't really matter. You know, a, a, a rising tide uh, lifts all ships type deal. Like, so long as the product is good in one, it should pick up the others. But you know, mm. I'm just very that is a good that was a good point because that was a that was a concern for a while. That what would Fox say if you know Fox wanted Roman? So Fox wouldn't have been happy if Roman became full time on USA on on Raw. So they had to make sure that had now how are they going to feel? How's USA going to feel if Netflix gets Roman? Is USA going to say, you know? Uh, we want them. And actually, you know, Mike Hills, there was a whole issue with Solo Sokoa and the NXT title. And, you know, uh, who, who, you know, could he bring, could he be on TV with it? Or what, what should he be doing? That should be on USA. Like there was a whole debate. So there is, when you split up your, your network, they're, listen, they're, they're skilled enough to handle it, but it does introduce, 
some issues where if AEW stays on Warner and all their stuff's on Warner, Warner doesn't care. Warner's gonna be like, all right, I don't care where you put the show as long as they get ratings. Um, Freeze wants us to bring back AEW and put it on USA or Fox. AEW <laughs> Dark. Um, buddy, as much as I love that, those networks don't have enough money to pay for it. That's a billion dollar show, and just no one wants to put it up there. So, yeah, I, you know, is that why it's not on air? It's not on YouTube anymore. Say it again. So that why it's not on YouTube anymore is it's just too costly. No one wants to pay for it. Ex- well, like, you know, when, when you. Sorry, I need to get drink my throat. Someone's caught my throat. You know, it it's just one of those things where it, it was just too good and people couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't stand it. Um, so we'll see. But it's it's an interesting debate. It's in, we'll see what, how this plays out for AEW has time on their deal, so you know there there's no there's no impetus for Warner or AEW to come out and announce it now, even if they have an agreement in place. Um, because why wait? Why you you have your deal's not up? Why would we announce it? I'll wait for I'll I'll wait for Tony to announce the announcement. He will he'll let us know at plain time of. Well, we're well, gonna remember he'll announce that he's having an announcement, and then that announcement will be for another announcement. So when we get three announcements deep, we'll we'll handle it. So that was our like I said a little different than than the ant style because that to me was the big news of the week. I know Rock also got put to the, to the WWE board. That's irrelevant to AEW in any way, shape, or form. Um, that, that's like know, uh, manager of NXT. Yeah, that it's it, it's completely irrelevant to 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 this conversation. Whereas the the TV deal was clearly very relevant because it took the player off. So. We'll see. Um, Mike Kills, you're wrong. It's not why they took uh, Dark off for YouTube. It had nothing to do with the Collision deal. It was absolutely that YouTube is out, that Collision, I mean, that Dark and Elevation were better than any other show. So, mm-hmm. we're sorry, but you're wrong. Um, so good. Basically, became ROH. Correct. My God, the TNA Twitter account is good. I think three minutes after they announced the Taya versus Deanna match coming up, TNA was like, here, check out a match from Under Siege between Taya and Deanna. Oh, good. All right, so let's get into our Dynamite review. It was a an okay show. It wasn't a bad show by any means. This felt like, um, how do I want to describe it? Like a setup show. Like kind of like mm-hmm. they, and what I mean by that is they just brought the rankings back, which they're back, baby. The raps are coming back. The raps are coming back. But um, that we obviously talked about that already. But the they just brought back the rankings, and they're clearly in this show trying to express like how that's going to go forward. So this is what it felt like to me, which was like we kind of need tonight to 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 put the feel out there of how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say. It does at least so far look like they're not going to do what they did when Dark and Elevation were around, which is pad the numbers 
through those. Now, I will say also, you don't have dark and elevation to do it. I don't think ROH should count because it's ROH. It's not dark and elevation. That's two different promotions. It's it, it's it's AEW and ROH. So you're gonna have to give real matches, which I think is better for rankings. Let it be real matches. Let it be whatever. Um. So that's what tonight was. Uh, let's start. We started with um, Samosa Joseph. Uh, uh, he, he, uh, see you, Mike. I'll see you, uh, in two days. He came out to talk trash, uh, and says something about Hook. I forget what he said about Hook, but then all of a sudden the bat, the Hook signal shines and Hook walks out and just says like, Hey, you beat me, but I'm going to see you again. They did like a weird, like kind of hug thing. And then Joe did probably one of the funniest things ever. Just like, get to the back of the line. Now security, get this piece of trash out of here. Which then led to Hook just annihilating the um, the security guards who definitely aren't indie wrestlers whatsoever. Definitely not. Those were just your run-of-the-mill security guards. Uh, that was it for Samojo's Sam uh, promo. He then goes to the commentary desk for the first match. You can hear him as he's getting on there yelling at Taz, what was that all about? Who raised this, this kid? Which is great. Uh, any comments on this first promo? It was a very short, brief thing, but I, I again, like we talked about this time, like it really was all about building up or selling the idea of having the rankings again, and Joe being out there and kind of talking about, you know, he kind of sold the idea that people are going to have to earn their way to get a shot against him. So I think he kind of helped set the tone for why these rankings are going to be important. And um, yeah, the hook thing, I guess, it would just have a nice little bookend until uh, he goes back and gets some more wins under his belt now after he lost. But I will never be mad at having Joe at, on commentary. He's no, Joe's he's phenomenal on commentary. And actually, I, I agree with you. I like that this kind of wasn't like an extension of the hook uh, Samojo story, it was a wrap up. But giving Hook a nice out of like, yeah, you beat me, but I'm still a badass. So I, I'm with you. Now, if you're wondering, why did Samoa Joe sit down on commentary? Well, one, why didn't you watch the show? Why are you just watching our, our recap? That's weird. But two, it's because Hangman Adam Page was facing Penta, El Cerro, Mierda? 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 Yeah. Um, in what was a terrible match. I mean, these two can't wrestle. I don't even know why anyone would go to watch them. Oh, guys, it's great. It was, I mean, these these are two really good wrestlers. I think Joe was hilarious on commentary. I'm, fortunately, I'm blanking on some of his lines. I thought I wrote them down, and then I didn't. I don't know where that piece of paper went. But uh, he, he just was really funny. But good analysis, too. He I think I think he made Penta seem like more of a, a threat than he might otherwise be. Um, even though I think Penta is obviously a world-class wrestler, in AEW, he's been very tag heavy. Uh, though there was a couple, a couple times I thought Penta might have it. I was like, "Are they really going to start this 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 new rankings thing out with a with a with a shock?" Uh, so that you know, he he won with the the buckshot lariat, which was was nice. Uh, any thoughts on this match? You don't have any other spots you want to call out? I mean, no, the, the floor is wide open. Know. I called out the buckshot Larry. That was my spot. Oh. Um, 
Kenta had been one of my one of my consistently favorite wrestlers um, in AEW, and I didn't watch a lot of Penta before before AEW. So um, he's always consistently good. I think that's why you they use him sometimes in single matches because he's just a solid veteran who um, can go you know head to head with the various different styles. Uh, with Heyman, you obviously have a lot of um, you know, hard strikes, and uh, I will never not pop for a Penta overhand slap. I mean, his chops, yeah, like his overhand chops are just they ring throughout the whole arena, which are great. Uh, I liked his little bottom rope springboard leg drop that he did. Um, if you want to call it a spot that I thought was fun, and um, I liked the way he initially avoided the butt shot. And uh, transition into that main Japan. And other than that, my other notes were really um, in early matches when they were kind of taunting one another, and Penta was doing his, his you know, zero fear in his in Adam's face, and um, a man threw up the you know he pie faked him and you know said cowboy shit in his face. I. Uh, I feel like we should call that the the cow pie face. You know, like how Penta yeah, has his thing. Yeah, yeah, I want I want I want Heyman to call it the cow pie faced. That worked. I mean, that popped me. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's uh, a, I mean, a good way to get Heyman a big win. Um, as we're kind of, I feel like we're headed toward a a three a, a triple threat three way match eventually. Yeah, th- I, I think so. And, and like I said, it was, if you want to do rankings right, in a, in a weird way, you almost have to treat it like Continental Classic, um, where they have to be real matches. They have to go against guys who who people view as real threats, or at least matter. And while no one thought Penta was going to win simply because Hangman was in a, is in a better story, in another world, if Hangman's not in the feud with Swerve slash Joe right now, Penta can win. So you're going to have to do that. Uh, to, to to make the rank uh, rankings matter. So after we see the 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 hangman match, we go to. I'm not doing any noise. Renee Paquette is interviewing Orange Cassidy. I'm not doing noise because I don't have it. Um, who gives what I consider a funny inter- interview where he's like, "I'll wrestle him. I'll wrestle Roderick Strong at Revolution. Roderick Strong at Revolution. But that's like six weeks away. I don't want to wait. Like I'm just gonna go wrestle. It's what I do. Um." And then I think he was like, Tony, can you get my friends and enemies and friends of enemies or frenemies together and put them in a match, which I thought was a fun thing. Um, and then the very end of it, he says, I got to go uh, trans wrestling Wardlow and Wardlow is very big. Any thoughts on the promo? No, I just like the fact that Renee added, you know, after he said that, Renee's like, oh, a lot of meat. Lot of lot of meat. Uh, hello, JPJ. Uh, he was in Canada this past weekend, so I don't know if he's still there. Damn Canadians. Um, so then we come back, and we have what I I I love this. You have Matthew and Nicholas Jackson walking in through the backstage, and they're they're not suits, but they're like '80s style suits in a way, with like like almost think like Miami Vice. Um, am I wrong in thinking that with like the hats? Like the hats were a little different, but like the style, am I wrong? 
No, I mean, yeah, that's about right. jacket over like a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their with their mustaches, which I didn't realize until someone pointed out is uh, making fun of Vince McMahon's mustache that he grew. <laughs> Genius. Uh, they run into Top Flight and they're like, "Well, look who just arrived." Top Flight's like, "We've been here since one." Which was really good, and they were just so condescending to them, um, and threatened to fine them, and 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 I, I just I love this 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 prick nature of these these two. They're playing it so well. What was your thought? Well, first of all, thank you for using their passport names. Yes, uh, that yes, was yes. very respectful of you. But yeah, I mean. The Bucks being condescending, power tripping heels, they're made for that role when they when they're when they're heels. Um, and obviously, you know them growing out their mustaches to mock McMahon must have worked if McMahon shaved his off, right? Yes. Oh my God, that, I mean, his was terrible. What's up, Greg Cherry? Um, hope your show went well tonight. Couldn't watch. I was taking care of some family stuff, but. Everyone go check out the Greg Cherry show. Uh, he's got a couple things on uh, online. He's got his game where he makes people get messy. He's got a fun like game, like a it's not a trivia game, kind of a trivia game. It's it's a fun game. You should go play. And he, and he does covers football. And so I, I encourage everyone to go support him. And I'll even shout out, you know, JPJ too. Uh, JPJ is saying he saw Mega and Janelle and on Dark and Mox versus Yuta. JPJ is among the tweet between two beards podcast, and he was supposed to be colliding with us one week but he got called into work so go check out those the greg cherry brand and between two beards so then also again before we jump on to the next one uh the line that matthew and nicholas dropped about how they're the last two surviving EV, uh, evps I'm like did they just kill off kenny is kenny no longer well, an well EVP? i mean kenny is isn't who knows where kenny is <laughs> It's like Survivor Battle of the EVPs. Uh, that's an interesting thing. I mean, Ken, like I said, Kenny. Obviously, hopefully, he you know, whatever he likes is brutal. I hope he gets better soon. I don't care about wrestling; just get better from that. Uh, so now we come to the Tremperetta versus Wardlow, who's just a big guy, a lot of meat. Um, I saw a couple of people point this out online, and I actually think it's hilarious. Adam Cole walks down on crutches. Roddy Strong was in a wheelchair for a fake injury for weeks. Hey. I'm sorry. It's the truth. Meanwhile, Adam Cole has got a very real ankle injury and using crutches. So it's people have different people have different pain tolerances and thresholds. Not all injuries are the same. Just saying, it's kind of funny. Uh so it was Trent Beretta versus Wardlow, and I don't consider this a very competitive match. I think Wardlow kind of manhandled Trent Beretta, which sucks. I liked what they were doing with Trent. And this might be furthering the Trent story of, like, this bad loss. He's going to get angrier and angrier. He might actually start to, you know, become the bad guy. But, uh, yeah, not a huge, huge fan of the loss. But, you know, Wardlow needs some wins, but it was a dominant performance by Wardlow. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I was really surprised that it was borderline squashy. 
uh, and that Trent didn't get more offense in uh, because of you know his status in the company and, and how um, you know where he positioned that and, and his experience uh, later on later on the night when we talked about Swerve and Hardy, I thought Hardy got way more offense than he probably should have. So uh, yeah, I was surprised that Wardlow handled him handled him so easily. I know that's kind of what they've been doing with Wardlow to really make him into this monster again, and but. I don't see him challenging for a world title anytime soon. So like they can have some of the veteran wrestlers get some offense on him and, and challenge him a little bit more. Yeah, he he needs to uh rebuilding it it's tough because um he's you're trying to recover natural, like a natural phenomenon. Like he naturally got over. There was fire there. People were him up and it's very tough to manufacture what happened naturally. And they are trying in a way to manufacture it. And listen, they may be able to, to catch in on something because Wardlow is obviously got a lot of charisma. He, he seems to know what he's doing. It's just going to be very tough. And they seem to almost be doing it in a repeat story, which is, Wardlow is going to get the victories. He's going to be the one almost going for the belt, and the guy in charge is going to be the one undercutting him. So they're going to have to do some kind of switch up there so that people don't get bored of a, a retold story. But it's tough. You're, you're trying to retell. You're trying to, to manufacture what was real. And I'm not saying it's not possible, uh, but... We'll see. I don't want, you know, I don't want, I, I hope it happens. Uh, it definitely didn't have the same feel to it. Yeah. yeah that That's probably the best, best way to say it. I, you just hope it happens because, you know, I'd like to see Wardlow be able to, to take off. Um, you know, like he, like he was supposed to back when it happened, all that went down, like he had his moment. Uh, so then we move on to, I don't know. This may be the highlight um, <laughs> of the night. You have on the stage two chairs. Hi, Jesse. We have on the stage two chairs. First walks out the the Diana Perazzo, um and the Virtuosa. I was blanking on Virtuosa. I felt so bad. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have Tony Storm walk out. And I'm sorry, it just takes and they sit on up and Renee in the middle. And the reason I'm lying this up is you have Renee in the middle. You have uh if you're if the if you're facing it, you have Diana to your right, and to your left, you have Tony Storm. And split down the middle is color versus black and white. Tony Storm size completely in black and white. Diana's is in color, and they did it per I mean, geez, it was amazing. Salutations, Jesse. Um like that was really well done. So then they get into the interview, and it, and it's some fun back and forth. Tony has her has her good one liners, uh, and then Deanna has, I think actually has a really good interview. I think Deanna pulls her own saying like, "I want to face." It, it's not even so much Deanna coming out saying like, "I don't I don't care I don't need you as a friend." I just want to face the person I know who went through all this stuff. 
who was in Japan with me, who stayed at my house, and then who got some. And, they, and then she says, "You want to see how close we were?" And she pulls up, and she has a tattoo, and she demands Tony show her on her ankle, and then she demands Tony Tony show her ankle, and she has a tattoo. They've been matching tattoo, um, which I thought was which was a really good touch. Like, to, like how often when you do one of these, like we were close, we were friends storyline, do you have like real good proof of like, we have a matching tattoo, which is basically on your time in Japan and the stuff you went through together. Of course it ends in just chaos with Diana almost uh, beat, with Diana trying to beat up Tony and then Mariah may making the save, but then Luther catches some violence. It's a whole thing, but the segment was really good. what do you think? Yeah, the the split screen for you no know, every now and then AEW production has some misses, but then when, when they hit, they knock it out of the park. And the split screen of black and white and color, um, I know I saw some people making comparisons to Pleasantville. Uh, it was perfectly done. Uh, I the insults that Tony had been hurling at. Diana lately, like last week she was threatening to punch her in the box, and this week it was twisting her lips so bad that she needed epidural. Um, right. That I mean that 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 is some invasive violence that she is threatening. Uh, it would the be interesting. Say... Go. Oh, go ahead. I want to hear no, your so the only thing I wish they had done is that the the black and white had state like when when the violence began at the end, I wish somehow Deanna had crossed over into the black and white. Like, I think that would have been funny. <laughs> I, I, uh, and you were talking about Luther catching some violence. That's what I thought too. My poor Luther catching strays, getting hit with a shoe, getting hit with a pump kick. Uh, and then yeah. you were talking about the matching tattoos and it made me think, Ryan, would you ever get a matching tattoo with someone? No. Would you ever get a tattoo to begin with? No. Okay. Fair enough. We now know Ryan's level of commitment. Yeah, I, I we've been over this before. I'm not going to ruin my perfection. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, um, God made this perfect. Why would I ruin it? You know, granted, I'm doing that every week with the candy and all that. But besides that, why would I do it? <laughs> Fine, so fine. we go. That's... So we go to commercial after that. That you know what? Let me see what we got left. Before I, all right, I know we're all break. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out breaks because now that we just go right into dynamite, there's not a natural spot. Um, we'll break after after this this commercial. We go to commercial, and when we come back, we have John Moxley giving a promo about the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, basically just putting them over again. Though he says all the titles they've won, and I don't think they've won a ton of titles, so that's kind of questionable for me. I mean, no, I know Claudio had one for a while, and I know Yuta, but I don't. I think that's it. Am I wrong? Well, hmm. Well, Moss had his titles. He had the international title, for right? Oh. You're right. I'm um, sorry. Did they ever have the ROH tag belt at all during this time? They did. Did they? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm just forgetting them. So, it, you know, it is what it is. 
And then before we go to our break, we'll we'll, we'll cut with this promo because there's nothing to that promo. I mean, it was just mocks hyping them up. But I thought this was funny. We have Taya Valkyrie and Johnny TV cutting a promo, basically saying like, hey, let's reintroduce ourselves. If you're not watching ROH, which if you are, they've been great on there. But if you're not, here we are. Um, Taya said that she has a lot of history with Tiana, which, as I mentioned earlier, Impact, was, I mean, TNA was very quick to point out with their their social team when they released the clip, they face each other. So she wants to challenge her to a match, and they think Tiana's cutting the line. And as Johnny TV said, no, no butts, no cuts, no coconuts. So I think it should be a fun match, and it gives a reason for it. Any thoughts on it at all? The little matchup or anything? No, uh, unfortunately, though, Ty getting get their loss. Yes, yes, she is. That's where that's the downfall. Yeah, that you're right. That is that is the the, the downfall. So we'll see. Um, all right, so guys, there's there's not a lot of natural places when, and dynamite to take this our commercial break, but we're going to do one. So please stick around, hear about some shows on the Shining Wizards Network that we are a part of, and then come back and see us wrap up the rest of Dynamite. And guys, you'll hear me try to find it wherever. Ah, here you go. Thank you, every one of you, for tuning in every Monday night to listen to the Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, where each and every week we call out your name as one of our show producers, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive and believe me they are fantastic if you can't support us monetarily if you don't shop at amazon that's absolutely fine continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the world wide web and make sure you like rate review subscribe do all that good stuff doesn't cost you anything helps us out and we can continue to bring you the love fest that is the shining wizards What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less.
G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Brocast podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Brocast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. like your music heavy then check out radioactive metal on the shining wizards network for over 16 years now radioactive metal has been one of the longest running podcasts over the years we've interviewed some legendary metal acts had some awesome discussions and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes so join your cool uncle snowy and his co-host aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Well, the action is underway! What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. I'm Kevin Rowe. I'm Al Day. And we're a couple of down-under pounders that co-host... An action figure collecting podcast where we talk about, well, just about anything that tickles our fancy at any given moment. We're grumpy old men, and sometimes people get on our nerves, and when you get on our nerves, guess what? You get off the lawn. Get off my lawn, asshole! We also go on a little bit of a mission. We go back and we're grading every wrestling figure line that's out there. I'm talking... LJMs, I'm talking Jacks, I'm talking Hasbros. Who doesn't like a little Hulk of Blacks? It's a Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast production found on the Shining Wizards Network. I'm Duke Bags. Kevin Rowe! And together we are the co-hosts of your Duke and Rowe. If you want to hear about some terrible wrestling shows, we got you covered. Well, we talk about good ones, too. Currently talking about the death of Dungeons and Dungeons. I know what we're fucking talking about. Sometimes we get uh, guest spots, like from the Taskmaster. I like to uh, I like to listen to the Euro Duke and Rope podcast. They're uh, funny guys. That uh, I like when they I like when they talk about the the, the Nards plows. I like Nards plows. That's uh, that's a good move. And uh, I like the Dungeon of Doom. You know, sometimes sometimes I, I call my butt the Dungeon of Doom. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oklahoma. 
me tell you a little bit about my favorite wrestling podcast. All right. It's a podcast for two men. Two men. Duke Banks, Kevin Rowe. They talk about professional wrestling. It's a man's sport. All right. And who better to talk about a man's sport than Duke Oklahoma. Once in a while, Vince Russo is satisfied. Oh, you piece of shit! If you're not listening to the Unit Duke and Rogue podcast in the back with the boys, you piece of shit, I don't know what you're doing. It's, uh, you gotta slide one in there. If you're a man, if you're a man, you're talking about something only a man can do. You're talking about sliding one in there. Bro, take the time to slide one in there. All right, bro, you piece of shit. Slide one in there. A Gorilla Brain Wrestling podcast production that you can find on the Shining Wizards Network. And we are back. Thank you for sitting through the commercials. Um, I think Joe asked a question in chat while we were... All commercials saying, what was your holy shit moment of the AEW night? We'll cover those answers towards the end of the show. But anyone who didn't look at the chat, what was your holy shit moment of tonight? Um, so now, because uh, Ann will kill me, do a little plugging. Uh, so if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways to do it. You could please subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, if you're listening to us in podcast form, please subscribe and like where we are there. Uh, Another thing you could do if you want to support us monetarily is going to Pro Wrestling Tees backslash the Mark Order Podcast. It's Pro Wrestling Tees slash the Mark Order Pod, Mark Order Pod. Um, for t shirts, the easiest way to do it is go to any of our socials at Mark Order Pod. Go to the link tree, click the link tree, and you can get to our PWT store. So if you want to, um, you know, support us there, you know, support us monetarily, that's a way to do it. Again, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Mark Order Pod. But link tree on any of our socials. Our socials are at Mark Order Pod. That's my quick version. If anyone hasn't noticed, tonight's gonna be a little bit quicker of a show. Stuff going on. I got it. I got an early morning. What can I say? Um, what are you rolling your eyes? Hey, for? You, cho- you chose that. No, we didn't. You didn't choose an early morning. Well, I mean, listen. Any, Mister, I missed. You know, the battle in the valley because my flight was delayed is going to question me on getting an early flight in case there's delays. Fine. See, 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 that's why I did it. Trust me, I don't like it, but I, I, my theory on flying is I go a day early if I can and you get the earliest, not the earliest, there was earlier flights, but you get an early flight. So if there's any delays, you have time to either catch another flight or figure something out. Um, so there. So then we go to so now we're back to Dynamite, uh, and then we have Jeff Hardy versus Shane Thorpe Strickland. And what ended up being a hell of a match? I kind of thought this was going to be a, a Wardlow uh, Tremperetta situation, but there was a lot of back and forth, and a lot of it very violent. Um, Jeff did a twist of fate onto the steps at one point, on the steel steps at one point. Uh, they were in the crowd. There was a lot of near Paul, uh, near falls. It wasn't until, you know, uh, sort of hit the swerve stomp that he managed to win. But I thought it was interesting. I thought there was two stories in this match. Obviously you have swerve story. The whole time is he's hangman. Once the swerve has to win 
because now you have ranking, so winning matters. So this was serves. There was only. This is what I'm gonna say, and and this is why I like rankings a little bit. Uh, obviously, when they start adding them with weird matches, it gets weird. But when they're used this way, it creates stakes in every match. Swerve had to win. There was there there was you know. He had to win this match. There was a bit more of intensity in this. He needed it because he would fall behind Pangman if he didn't. You know, so it, it creates a sense of urgency that I like in these matches. Jeff Hardy's, yeah, he he wants to win and, and have it have a chance too. Um, but I think this is more just there's two stories going on with Jeff. One showing he can still wrestle. This is a second match in a row. He's looked very good, and then. This this heel turn they're doing with him because he was way more aggressive in this match than you would have expected from Jeff Hardy. Like again, twist the fade onto the steel steps. Like you didn't expect that. So it, it was an interesting, you know, match. What'd you think about it? Yeah, going back to the rankings talk, I think again, the way the show opens with Samoa Joe talking about uh kind of giving me the idea of the importance of the rankings and and how they'll play a part in you know his contenders coming up and having Heyman obviously go first and win his back against Penta. So Swerve now has to, like you said, kind of keep up and you know stay undefeated so you know they can go neck and neck. Uh since they both want to go after Joe for the belt. Um it does make some of these singles matches feel uh more you know high stake and even and even kind of makes sense with some of the tag matches that we'll hear later on when we talk about Sting and Darby. They kind of bring up the the records and and where they fall in line. So I think maybe the rankings will be a nice addition to bring back now if they you know use them legitimately, I guess, and not fluff them up like you mentioned uh, in the first half of our show. But as far as this match goes. Uh, Hardy definitely was more heel. I mean, whether it was the twist of fate on the steps or whether it was, you know, the schoolboy rolled up on Swerve and hooking, like, and like pulling the belt or the tights or whatever it was. Um, definitely more aggression out of him. And, uh, you know, Matt Hardy's jumping in to, to distract Swerve and telling him that Jeff's arm's unbreakable. Um, that was great. That was another little line of, like, oh, there, you're, you're, you're weaving in the break the breaking part of your character again. So I'm like, did Jeff and Matt get broken and get broken to being heels? Um, so yeah, and that was, and it was a good match by Hardy. Um, I know he's kind of been inconsistent in some of his matches, but um, it went a lot longer than I thought. And he got a lot more offense in than I initially thought uh, when they announced the match. But um, no, in the end, the outcome was the right outcome. And, uh, Swerve had a pretty sick neck breaker on on Hardy that dumped Hardy to the outside of the ring. But yeah, that's that's all I can think of from this match. Yeah, it was it was a hell of a hell of a match. Like I said, and I and I agree with you. There was there was that and the Matt Hardy unbreakable part that was really funny. Matt Hardy springside I liked. So you know we know where they're going. Swerve. Well, we don't. We know where they're going with Swerve. Swerve is. To me, Swerve is on the collision course for the title. Uh, and I think he should win it. I think that's what where we are with him. With 
the Hardys, it's harder to say. I think they're obviously going heel. What their plans for them when they go heel is a totally different thing. We we don't know. Uh, then we come to. Oh, we had another good interview. You have Renee Paquette interviewing Hangman Adam Page, but I guess she interviewed him right off the the entrance ramp because almost as soon as the conversation starts. Swerve walks in, so it's like, you had to just set that up right there. So it was like, Hangman waiting for Swerve to fight him? I don't know. Um, and, you know, they go at each other. The only the highlight of this whole interview was New Year, New Me, bitch. Um, so, like, other than that, typical back and forth. I'm I'm still sold on them. I like that they're weaving in the rankings and Joe. It, rank Weaving in Joe has, has kept this from feeling repetitive from what they did before because now you have a different reason they're fighting like they wouldn't be fighting if it wasn't for for the title uh so we move out of that i mean any comments on that i don't want to blow by it but no no i think you nailed it all right then we move out to red velvet versus Rosa, who just had her first singles match last week so it's good to see her getting back into it. Um, I mean, this was this was to me a fairly good match. There's there, there's not a lot of highlights. There was one. It was in picture in picture, and it was one of the funny. I don't know why it was so funny to me, but Velvet had Rosa. They were outside. Velvet had Rosa's arm, so she was pulling Rosa's shoulder into the the post. But she was sitting on the steel steps. And just the way she kept pulling her and she was sitting just looked so weird to me. I've never seen that wrestling before. Um, but I thought this was a good match. Listen, Thunder Rose is still getting a little bit of her her, her feedback on her work, but I think she keeps looking better. Red Velvet's awesome. I love Red Velvet. Um, I actually love both these. Like Thunder Rosa should be going for the TBS soon, um, simply because the title picture itself is crowded. So I think Thunder Rosa should walk into the TBS picture, uh, and she would be great there. And Red Velvet has been getting losses. But I think we're going to see that turn pretty quickly. I think she'll eventually go back on the winning side. Uh, any thoughts on the match, Joe? We talked about it last week. I still I miss her. I miss Thunder's old music. Um, it just it was such a pop when you hear the no the Thunder Rosa like it. It just gave the mat like her match energy from the very start. Um, where something her matches just feel like they they take a little bit to get going because there's just not a lot of that. Energy from the crowd right away. Um, the match I thought started off really solid with um, really good mat wrestling by both of them. Uh, toward the end, it got there's it seemed like there's some like mistimed things, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I like I like both of them. Like you know, seeing Thunder get slowly integrated into the division again uh, and get some wins is nice. Uh, her first time back on Dynamite. In like about a year and a half or so, so, and it's always good to see Red Velvet up, you know, out and about stirring it up. Yeah, I'm stirring up. I like that she, Red Velvet wrestles the Darby Allen style, where she just throws her whole body at stuff, and I really appreciate that. Thunder Rosa kind of wrestles an in between style, which is really good. There was some a little bit off at the end, but again, any any mistakes I just attribute to like it's been a while. Um, been a while. For uh, for Thunder, but she, she'll get back on that. Um, so you know, I, I 
again, Thunder Rosa to me moves on to the TBS picture. What do you do with Red Velvet? What's your thoughts on like her next step? Oh, that's a good question. I would. There's got to be something she can do with, I don't know, with a Statlander or a Willow or something. Get into that mix of people. Um, I think that'd be a good to have her surrounded by those uh, other peers. And I don't know what you do with her. Like I don't know who she fused with or what kind of program she sets up with. But I think it'd be good to at least put her with a group of people so she can get more TV time. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm not against that. That's so. This is kind of why, like, I know not everyone's sold on women's tag titles for AEW. I, I am, you are. I think you are. I know yeah. Kate is. I can't remember if Van is or isn't. I think he's okay with it. Um, part of the reason though is I want a tag division, and I know you can have a division without titles, but to me that just seems silly. Like, what are you fighting for then? Um, and the reason I want a tag division is it can let people like Red Velvet have TV time while with others. Like they could all, like it could be a regular thing. And I just think it opens up opportunities um, and different storytelling. You know, I think if you have two singles belts and a tag belt, you actually have a pretty decent amount of stuff going on for the women's if you're letting them, you know, do when you have two matches coming up on collision, you have uh, Serena Deeb returns and they have Mariah May versus, uh, Lady Frost, which is going to be awesome. So, like, listen, if you're going to start giving me two two matches, I think you know. But you know, Big G's in chat saying maybe maybe have her go against Athena for the ROH title. I considered that. Um, they could have her go down, put on some wins down there. If you're not having Billy Starks, since you're not going to have Billy do it, that could be the way you take it off Athena. Have have uh, Red Velvet kind of come down as like the big player down there, rebuild herself up, and and take it. Um, but you can't do that until you're ready to bring Athena up. Uh, and I don't I don't want Athena to come up to do nothing. And bring Athena up. She needs to have something. Which, you have the talent for her to do stuff. You just have to actually do it. So that's a, that's a different discussion. You bring her up maybe when, you know, someone else comes into the, uh, into the division. Yeah, you know, maybe if you get a little... Money in the division. You like that, Joe? Judge, you like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe if your 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 wrestlers start driving a Mercedes. Like that, Joe? Joe? Joe, what'd you think, Joe? He loves it, guys. He's not saying anything, but trust me, he loves it. So the next thing is Darby and Sting, right? Yeah, so we move on to Darby and Sting. Uh, Dar- Sting's face paint looking wild tonight. Not so much the, the face itself was fine, but the ears were much sloppier than normal, it was, it was, it was, which I only noticed because of our conversation last week or on Saturday. With For those who didn't listen to the Collidercast or watch the Collidercast, how dare you? That's just rude. Watch me. Watch Joe. But this this Saturday, this past Saturday, we actually had the full mark order on. We had Ant for all of it and Kate for a good portion of it. And they believe Ant brought it up because he's a little shit stir. And they all believe that I need to wear face paint for Sting's last match. 
That being said, my one of the th- reasons I would do it is I didn't think I could do it well because Sting usually has it very nicely cut in. Like it's usually very, um, you know, very nicely done. I should say, like bordered. But tonight, not at all. Tonight was just like on the ears. Jesse, I do not understand what you mean by your question. I think you're making fun of me, so I'm not going to respond. Um, so his his, his pain is a little crazy, but. Darby gets the mic first. He goes, basically, like, I told you back whenever that you still got it, and that's how I convinced you to, you know, wrestle with me and become a tag team. And look where we are. We're 27-0. and 0. We're the best, you know, and if there's rankings, that record means we should be at the top of those rankings. Uh, what do you say? And I, he's like, I still think it, and I think, you know, I think they were in Georgia. Georgia still thinks it, and they start chanting, you still got it. So Sting basically says, like, okay, you guys got me. We're going to go for those tag titles. We're coming after you, Ricky and Big Bill. Uh, what did you think? He, he he said what? He said, he said I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in, I think in, he yeah. used a change of verbiage. I feel like whenever someone says all in, it, all, it relates to the, that show. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say showtime. Uh the, At the Apollo? No. Get it, get it, get it. Man, you are you are something tonight. I like the idea of Darby and Sting getting the tag belts. Um, I think it's a nice payoff for their run. And then they can drop them to the Young Bucks at Revolution, which looks like we're headed that way for that matchup as the Young Bucks were watching Sting and Darby on backstage with their headsets on and the monitors doing EVP stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I was just distracted by the face paint and really thinking that Ryan can pull this off. Um, whether it's looking at Sting's face paint tonight or the fan in the front row who had his, his face painted, I, I'm confident that Ryan can do this and that he will do this. Uh, either ahead of Revolution for our Dynamite show or our prediction show, we might see Sting Ryan hanging out in the rafters somewhere. Listen, listen, let's just be clear here. If I can hang out in the rafters with Sting, I'm I'm on board. Um, I will say I'm afraid of heights, so that would be. I'm actually I'm I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of falling from heights. Which I know people say think that's like the same thing, but it's not. Because some people can't just be high up. Like they scare them. If I know I'm secure, like that I can't fall over, I'm fine being high up and appreciating the view. It's when I think like there's any chance that there's unsteady, which rafters would be a little unsteady. So I'm not sure I could do it, but for Sting, mm-hmm. I would. Uh so Scott George in the comments was saying how he thinks the promo was terrible. It was it wasn't terrible. Did I think it needed to be in the ring? No, it could have been a backstage segment really quick. Uh, for what for what it was, we're just saying that hey, we're we're twenty seven and zero. Um, we want to go after the, the tag team championships before things career ends. That's all it could have been. It could have been a lot shorter and probably something backstage, but. I'll agree, I'll agree with you that much. 
Yeah, this this could have been edited. Um, it was a little oddly placed, but they it was clear they just wanted to get the Stings. You still got a chance, which is nice for Sting. And since we're on the tail end of his his time on TV, I'm gonna appreciate. Uh, and you're you're in Georgia, so you're in the old WCW territory. Yeah. Interesting enough, we got a very quick response from Big Bill and Absolute Ricky Starks, uh, which was kind of funny because Starks saying, you know, Sting's first match was Sting's comeback was against Starks and a partner, Ryan Cage. And now it's going to be against his best partner, Big Bill, which is kind of a knock at what Sting always says about Darby, that Darby's his best tag team partner ever, um, which might actually be true. Based on, listen, Darby hasn't turned on him yet. I'm pretty sure Luger turned on Sting like a thousand times over. Robocop would have been, but they only had the one. I want the Robocop to be like this, the special enforcer or timekeeper at Revolution. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I if you ask me, I think Luger and Sting is the more iconic duo just because mm-hmm. they were both in their primes, obviously. But if, but if you're going pure tag team, the record of undefeated and Darby not having. Betrayed, um, you know, having betrayed uh, Sting, that doesn't give credit because Luger was constantly betraying Sting. Uh, so they're not going to win the tag titles. So I, this is my only issue with the whole thing. I'm all for Sting getting more matches on TV in two weeks on Dynamite. It's a title match. Uh, you don't think they win? I think they, I think they do win the titles. And lose it quickly to the Bucks. Yep. I mean, although I know you want Sting to lose his final match, but well, no, I expect Sting to lose his final match. Uh, but that's an interesting. Okay, Ricky and Big Bill weren't supposed to really have the belts this long. I don't feel like they were meant to have the belts. <laughs> That's true, but I don't want to pause. It's an interesting theory. Do they do they win? Do they do they take the belts from them and then lose the Bucks? I could also see the Bucks just screwing them. But then you don't go against the Bucks undefeated. Now that will, you're right. So they they beat. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to think about this for another week, um, but I can see it now, Joe. You've kind of got me. They they beat they beat Big Bill and Ricky for the the belts, and then the Bucks beat them for the belts, which means these new heel Bucks not only end Sting career on loss, they take the belts from Sting and end Darby and Sting's undefeated streak mm-hmm. as a tag team. That's like if you're looking to, um. Win. That's yeah. No, that's that's. I'm all for it. All right, you've 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 re, you've, re, you've you shaped me. You're welcome. Um. Okay, so that, that, I'm sorry. You like literally stopped me dead because I I if you had asked me before you said that I wouldn't have thought I I literally was going in this conversation thinking there was no chance they have the belts. But then you kind of like you didn't even have to sell it, but just the idea of they win, but then they lose, lose them real quickly. 
Um, mm-hmm. Now, that's not a bad idea. Okay, 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 okay. So then we get the Mogul Embassy, Bishop Khan, Brian Cage, and Toa Leona versus the Acclaimed. And this is for the AEW Trios match. I don't think anyone expected the Acclaimed to lose them to the Embassy. That would be a really weird thing after the Embassy just lost the belts to the Bang Bang Gang and then they united. Uh, it was a competitive match. I mean, I think this is what you'd expect. A lot of shenanigans, a lot of the big moments. I mean, you have a big team, so they're going to do their big boy stuff. Uh, really, the the big moment of this match, and I said big a lot right there, um, was when the Bang Bang Gang came out. Jay White took a chair from, I think it was Toa, but I could be wrong, or was it Khan? I don't remember. Because um, I was too focused on Nana getting picked up by the guns and power slammed through a table. Um, which then led to the the acclaimed winning. Uh, what do you think of the match, Joe? You know we we got a rare trios title defense, so I will take that as a as a win because we don't see them very often. I feel like the acclaims had defended his titles against the multiple embassy multiple times, though. I felt like I've seen this a few times. Uh, but it was it was a good way to show how the Bang Bang Scissor Gang is working together for now. Um, this one by Jesse talks. just 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 one one just me over for Jesse, where Jesse says you hate to see that sort of gun violence. So well done, so well done. Don't apologize. That was perfect. No, so Jesse clearly is in favor of gun control. You can't hear it, but I'm clapping. <laughs> and by gun, I mean G-U-N-N. Uh, That's so good. So, yeah, I mean, and I think um, I was, I don't know if the Acclaimed had done this before in uh, matches, but I saw they pulled out the uh, the old, like, 3D uh, toward the end of the match when they were hitting the Mulder Embassy with their barrage of offense to, to hit 3D and then Bowens has his move to set up the the mic drop. Um, I'll be interested to see now how the acclaimed kind of helps repay the favor and helps, you know, the Bullet Club Gold uh, in a match where they have and see if they will help them like they did. I mean, so do you think... uh, Who do you think portrays the acclaimed like who who do you think on the acclaimed is it daddy ass that 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 goes over Hmm. that would make the most sense which makes me also believe it's not going to be daddy ass i don't know because eventually you know people aren't going to coexist and maybe then you you unify the, the the trio's belts and the six man belts, but can they coexist? I mean, wrestling lore usually says no. That's true. The only people I know who can coexist are like Rob and Maggie. I don't know who else coexists. Yeah, but they sometimes need to go after dark for that. Mm, that's true. That's right. 
I went all the way to their sole, their former, not their select show. So, ha. Um, all right. So then we, we get the Serena Dean package. Like I said earlier, she's coming back Saturday, which is really great. I mean, she, that's just, you have Deanna out here calling herself the best technical wrestler, you know, in the world. Serena Deeb's going to have something to say about that. I'm glad it wasn't the same Serena Deeb package they've shown the last two times. Me too. I get using it. Like, why only use once? Because it, what's the point? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's nice. Um, so now we get to our main event. Two old men just beating the crap out of each other. Oh, I gotta check something. It was it was Adam Copeland versus Minoru Suzuki. Copeland's fifty. I think Suzuki's like 54, 55. 55. Okay, you knew exactly what I was looking for. All right. Yep. Yes. I was just curious the age difference because it's two old men. Like they call Suzuki murder grandpa, but it's like Copeland's not that much younger. Um Oh boy, this was one of those matches no one ever thought would happen. Uh, I don't think it's a match many people actually, and I know this is going to sound like I'm insulting it, but I'm not. This is not a match a lot of people wanted because I don't think this is a lot of match a match people ever even considered in the realm of of wrestling. Like it's not a knock to say no one wanted this when no one thought it was possible. Like when you have a dream match of Danielson versus Okada, even before Danielson joins AEW, you think it might be possible because Danielson wrestled in. ROH and he did indies and maybe he'll go to New, New Japan before he retires. So you think, okay, that's possible. What you don't think it or Okada comes to WWE. Like you think about that. Why are you stalling? Um you, you don't think about that in uh you know in 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 for Suzuki versus Copeland. This was a hard hitting match. Uh I don't want to steal her her oh shit moment of the night. But I will have to say that Suzuki, as did point out, that Suzuki turned Copeland purple. Uh, Copeland didn't stand for the chops as much as some wrestlers do. He seemed to drop a little bit earlier. Uh, took him a lot to get Suzuki down. I think it took him. I think he popped out of his spear at some point. He might popped out something else. It was a, a hard hitting match that went over the overrun. What do you think? Yeah, I, I didn't know I I needed to see this match until they booked it. Like you said, I, having Adam Copeland come in and, and face some New Japan guys is kind of a, a fun thing to see because, you know, he might have ran into a lot of other talent through, you know, WWE or other places along the way. But, like, him going to Suzuki, uh, it was an interesting clash of styles. And to see Copeland kind of wrestle more of the strong style early on in the match with all the strikes and the hard hitting um, was something new. And I think that's maybe that's, maybe that's why he sold, he sold the chops and the strikes a lot um, harder than maybe some other people do. Uh, now, my wife, Jesse, go ahead. No, no, go. What were you going to say? Um, I, I was going to say, I like the, I like Suzuki's, uh, what did he, I can't remember what movie I hit with. Maybe uh might have been a spear where he popped up and they like you see him kind of like sit up in the background behind Copeland and then he like does a like a rear naked choke on Copeland. Um, yeah. He just kind of like raised up with a crazy book in his eye and and sunk in the chokehold. Uh my only my only gripe of the match was they did the uh your favorite jump in the ring at nine spot. 
I'm not the one who insulted that. You don't oh. like it. I oh, no, it was that. Ant. No, it was Ant. Ant hates it. I don't care. I, I know that's just a wrestling trope that exists. Like, it's like anything else. It's the kicking out at 2.99. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that wrestling trope. Um, Jesse Ozak thinks it was a bit rushed. Possibly. I mean, it was the main event, and I don't think they wanted to give these two forever because even at their best, they're, they are both in their 50s. There are very different styles of what has been historical. There's no story. Like, this is really just a match. Suzuki's not even a, like an AEW wrestler. Like, it's not even like, again, only one guy here is fighting for rankings. The other's not. So, it, it was going to, I think they, I think it was rushed. I think they were like, yeah, we're not giving you a time. We're giving you time. I mean, they have plenty of time, but we're not going to give you all night because, especially because Suzuki doesn't wrestle that kind of style. Like, Suzuki doesn't wrestle a style that, that, sells itself for a 25 minute classic like he's he's a 15 and under kind of guess uh but i mean i enjoyed it i know scott saying he they wouldn't have made it the main event i think i get that uh i think based on it who's involved and how just insane this match is like in terms of like at copeland versus suzuki whoever thought that would happen i think that's why it was main event um I don't think they ever thought it'd be the best match on the card. I don't think, obviously, no story, but mm-hmm. it's Copeland versus Suzuki, so you're kind of like just by name alone, and it's a dynamite. Like you wouldn't put this main event on a on pay per view, but it doesn't hurt every now and again just to put a fun thing on a dynamite. And they might have been hoping someone people tuned into the main event for the the novelty of it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, that and. You know, oh, and then uh, after after the sh- he wins with the kill switch, which just anyone paying attention. Um, Post match, he gets a gets a mic and tries to shake Suzuki's hand, and Suzuki won't do it. But Copeland just basically said, like, kind of glad he didn't shake my hand. Like it would have been weird if he did, which is a funny little, you know, he's he's murder angry grandpa. Uh, and then basically he says that he's still coming after Christian Cage, and they cut to Christian Cage looking. At the monitor in the back, uh, you know, not. I'm glad he's still going for Christian Cage. I'm still pumped on the Copen challenge, um, but you know, I, I don't have a lot to add. I, I like. I'm trying to think if there's anything in the match that, you know, the the, the closing sequ- sequences were were cool. Like they did a lot of back and forth at the end, but. It's a good match. It, it was Suzuki versus Copeland. Again, this isn't Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston. This isn't Suzuki versus Mott. Copeland has done hardcore matches before, but he's not that wrestler. Like, he's not. Yes, he just had a match with a flaming table, but that's not who he is, like, overall. So, I enjoyed it. Uh, any any final thoughts on the match? No, I, I like you said, it was, I understand why it was a main event being the you know, first time you know, dream match, you know, kind of fancy booking match that we didn't think we'd ever see. Um, especially when you have, you know, some talent gone anyway on the on the Jericho Cruise this weekend. So your roster's a little bit different than what it usually is sometimes, I'm guessing. Uh, 
but yeah, I'm 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 hoping we see more like of these first time matches with during this Copen count. Was it the Cope Copen challenge or Copen Copen challenge? Copen challenge. I I just put a C in front of it, so it's Copen challenge. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, and like you said, the timing. I I didn't expect them to get that much time, knowing the you know the age and and like I said, Suzuki doesn't wrestle long matches anymore, so. Yeah, no, Suzuki, Suzuki doesn't. Um, when when do you think we'll get the Christian Copeland rematch? And when do you think that story of the revolution? Series? Okay, so then do you think that will be that? Or do you think how much longer after that will they become on the same side again? I think you'll have a match. They'll pull away from each other for a while. They won't interact. And then one of them, I don't know which, it's going to be Christian because, and well, they could both be bad guys. So I guess, but to me, you would have a baby face for you and you were one of them is in trouble and the other comes and makes the save. So mm-hmm. again, I could be wrong. Maybe they push that forward faster than I would expect, but I think you're going to see them pull away from each other for a while after their feud. But you had to get their feud out of the I mean, I love the feud. I'm not saying you had to get out of the way because it's bad, but I was saying you had to do it first because it's all anyone would have been talking about. I I guess if I was maybe planning or trying to book this out, maybe Copeland wins and maybe that does start to loosen the, the power that Christian has as the patriarch of his family, and that starts to unravel a little bit. And again, I would maybe like to see, you know, that's where maybe Jack Perry can come in and and get Nick Wang and because well, being a scapegoat in New Japan. I don't know, but he'll be back over here eventually. Oh yeah, he will. I mean, you could do that. So, like, if you have Copeland win. And you do the slow dissolve of the patriarchy. You can't have it be quick. It's got to take its time. Right. Because again, but by summer, you could have it be apart. And, you know, that's three to six, that's three to five months, somewhere in that range. That's yeah, enough time fall. that, yeah, by the fall, you could have Copeland make oh, a save. Yeah. yeah, you could, you could have Copeland make a save for, for Christian. And that could be the, the, them reuniting. Um, though, There's part of me that thinks so. If you're gonna do that, see, here's the issue with that: Christian never has to 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 change his ways, so he's not a face. Mm-hmm. A better thing would be Copeland gets in trouble, but it looks like someone's gonna do like real damage. They're gonna cross a line. I don't know what that line is in wrestling because, I mean, Christian was willing to do pretty much anything, but it looks like they're really gonna cross a line, and. Christian just can't handle. He doesn't want to see you know Copeland go down that road, um, and he makes the save. That's that's another way to do it, and and that could get him in trouble with Killswitch and and Nick Wayne. That he went out and saved his buddy uh, again months down the line. But it, it, there's a whole there's a whole slew of things you could do. But I, the the one issue I had with I myself created situation where Christian falls off. You know, is that Christian doesn't have to change his ways, and I don't think. I know you don't have to. You could get around without doing it. Fans would still cheer, and no one cares because it's wrestling. And I get it. The 
the person who just likes stories in me doesn't like mm-hmm. that story as much because Christian, like I like to see the the change of heart. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but that's just what I like when guys turn faces so that you see a change of heart moment. Well, to bring it back around to something more current, um, as we were talking about the, the open, who, as he's, you know, doing the open matches, who else would you like to see Adam Copeland face that he hasn't before? Okada. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, just naming names. It's tough because um, you have you, with 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 Suzuki, you've opened up just a whole different world of, of possibilities now. Like he really can just wrestle anyone if they're not signed to 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 the WWE. Um, I'm going to try to stick in company. I'm trying to stick in, in, into the challenge too, because it's, it's, you know, uh, so it's a tough one. I'm, I'm really, so can I, I don't know who in the challenge. I really don't. The challenge is what makes it difficult because it's a guaranteed win. I know a couple of feuds that I'd like to see him in, but the challenge is what's making it tough. Because um, mm-hmm. the guy can't win. That's the problem. Right. Faces can't win. Uh, I'm, thinking hard. I'm thinking, well, who do you want? Your logic makes sense. It has to be someone who is you know, like a tag team person or a lower card person or a really younger talent that, you know, is okay if they lose. They can still, you know, get over and not get, not hurt them with loss. Uh, he beat, let's see, he beat Dante Martin, right? Yeah. He beat Suzuki. I think who else is his other open challenges so far, but um, I don't know. There's like, you know, there, there's like the Lee Moriarty types out there. Um, you can't have Garcia because he's getting wins now. Hold on. You know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to cheat. Uh, so Jesse mentions a great one, which is Dan Housen. Jesse, honestly, can't argue with that point. That, that is anything to get Dan Housen back on TV. Well, Dan Housen's got himself building himself a little story, and I don't know what it is yet. Did you see his thing that he filmed? His unresolved mysteries. Yeah, yeah, I watched that earlier today. First of all, amazing. Second of all, though. It's clear that they're they're doing a character change. So that usually and he was in I think he was in Georgia night because he did a pre-shoot with RJ City. Um, mm-hmm. but he didn't walk out with Tramparetta. I think if he's there, you have him walk out simply because why not? Doesn't hurt. You know, he gets a right. fan reaction. Uh so that's that's something to be said for that. All right, so now I'm looking at the 
the the the, the line out. And again, I'm trying to select who who I want him to face that he can beat and not have a beat. Stanhausen was a great one. I can't argue that. Uh, I mean, he. There's a couple guys here that I would. So I'll tell you what's what's holding me up. So like, I see someone like Ethan Page. I fucking love Ethan Page. Um, mm -hmm. I would I I would love that match, but Ethan Page is killing it in ROH. I don't want him to get his right. ROH momentum to to die down, because uh, as we've seen, even though Athena isn't on AEW, she's got high stock now, at least based off her 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 stuff. Um, I like Kip Sabian, cool. so I'll just take him in any match. Um, who can he be? Who can he be? Who can he be? Solana might have said Dalton Castle in the comments, which would be fun if Dalton wasn't tied up with other things. Yeah, but at least Dalton's losing in his other things, so he could take a loss. Yeah. Um, Santana, if he still wrestles in AEW. Uh, he doesn't really wrestle a lot there now, but he'd be good. Um, I think of who else. Uh, I'm literally going through their their whole thing, and the problem isn't that that there's not guys I I would love to see him wrestle. It's just it's an it's an under like there's a lot of guys he he could beat almost anyone. I don't care, but it's like an understood beating without a story. So that's part of what's killing me here too. Is that I'm like, what's the what's the story if they wrestle? Like, I would love to see an Adam Copeland Orange Cassidy feud, um, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna you know, but that'd be a feud. You can't do that as a one off match. Like they're 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 both too big a guy to do that like fucking chair. Um, well, yeah, Brody Lee Junior. He could fight negative one. Oh yeah. Negative um, one had plenty of years Adam, to to rebuild his career after taking a loss. Yeah. I think Kyle Fletcher would be fun. I, swear, I, was, I was kind of thinking about that. Um, he'd be good. It'd be fun to see a, an Adam Copeland uh, Osprey program. But again, it has to be a program. Like I'm looking at Adam Copeland, Jay White. Not a one, great one program, but not a one-off. Actually, I think Adam Copeland... If you could, if you have him take a bunch of wins beforehand, because they don't want him to get completely buried, uh, Adam Copeland versus Roosh is a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it would have been fun. Would have been, but he's obviously injured, but it would have been like, you know, Adam Copeland versus like Juice Robinson. Yes. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I just probably asked you today. I mean, we obviously have no, a good question. Up. I'm just I'm just struggling to think of like who else is who else is there. Um I one LT saying Roosh is injured too. I didn't realize that. That sucks. Um I, I feel like we have to get Serpenico at some point. Yeah, but that I mean yeah, that's funny, actually. I think you have to run out to save him. Really get Serpenico in a in a match like one one of the yeah. matches. So does anyone else? So Joey asked a question earlier. What was your holy shit moment of the night? Uh, SJ said when Adam Copeland's face turned purple because of what uh, Suzuki did. Does anyone else have a holy shit moment of the night they want to cover? Uh, 
Can you imagine if you'd be like, hey, go out there and choke me as hard as you can for a while, and I'll let you know when to like let up. Yeah, usually you have to pay for that. I don't know how much you pay for it, Ryan. Well, you know, it's negotiated. Right? It's negotiated. You have you have someone on retainer. Uh, again, not not. I don't give up all my secrets. You know, she's she's good though. Okay, I I thought maybe I could you know get vacation Ryan to divulge some of his secrets, but I am not seeing any right. other. Other me- oh. uh, holy shit moments in the chat yet. Oh, I'm not waiting that long. I don't have that kind of patience. Um, I'm not a doctor. Shh. So that that is wrapping up our dynamite coverage. I um I don't have any. I talked about the big news, which was the WWE Netflix thing at the beginning. Uh, I don't think I have any other news. Do you have any news? No, okay, I think we covered I mean we covered the Okada stuff last week. Or was that Saturday or last week? I can't remember anymore. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. Um one LT's was his holy shit was Tony and Deanna. Yes, that was that whole interview was hilarious and, and in the best kind of way. And but made the feud still feel real. The best wrestling comedy wrestling doesn't take away from the feud, it helps it, and it, it Tony Storm is doing that right now. Uh, helps that she can kick ass in the ring, so I guess that yeah. benefits everyone. Um, that was definitely one of my more favorite moments of the night. Yeah, absolutely. I I probably rewatch it at some point. Uh, okay, so the that's, work, that, the work that Tony's doing, like the work that Tony's doing, where like so much of your stuff right now is memorable for not wrestling, like all these interviews and the vignettes and the segments are far more memorable than what she's doing in the ring right now. Um, but it's still awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. It'd be amazing if she came back out and wrestled Diana like, not as timeless Tony Storm. If she could like somehow revert back to, you know, a different presentation for the one match. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that will be wrapping up our 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 Wednesday night post show again. And this is a bit quicker than we usually do. Uh, I have to get up early. Um, so it's it, it's one of our quick ones. I apologize for people who like to slug it out with us, but I just don't have it in me tonight. And just the way it is, and I'm forcing Joe to to go to wrap it up with me. Um, Joe, before we end the show, where where can people find you? Well, on socials, you can find me at underscore Asian Joe. In my bio on my socials, you'll find a link to my serial review blog where I review all sorts of unhealthy novelty serials. And other than that, besides here on Wednesday night, usually you can find me on Saturday night watching um, Collision Live with a watch along on the Collider cast. But I'm unavailable this weekend, but hopefully, um, or someone else will help steer that ship this weekend. Uh, just follow our social medias at Mark Order Pod for updates about that. Brian, other than All right. the open sea, where can people find you? Other than the open sea, hey, if you're on the Jericho cruise this weekend, uh, I will be on it as will Kate. If you're you're more than welcome to come up and say hi to me. Uh, I doubt you will, but if you want to, I'm there. Uh, 
I go say hi to Kate. That just seems to be the way of the world. Uh, but if you're not seeing me there, you can follow, find me on all socials at Mark Order Pod. Uh, remember to click our link tree and go find our pro wrestling t-shirt store so you can buy some t-shirt t-shirts little t-shirts to support us uh, financially so at you know prowrestlingtees.com slash mark order pod all socials at mark order pod uh you can also follow my history blog here for history.com at underscore here for history and remember to like subscribe do all the cool stuff and scott i do have to point out scott is saying the royal rumble on saturday i'm actually very sad about that because royal rumble is my favorite pay-per-view and i'm missing it live and i love that pay-per-view but aside from that that's all we got so with that in mind, you're going to see me slowly find my way out of here. I put the overlay on. Guys, you're going to hear this word for word because it's what I do. And I This concludes the Mark Order Podcast.